Welcome back to the Exchange by Evolution, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful tech leaders. I'm Liana, and I help connect businesses with tech talent, and today I'm your host. In today's episode, we'll be discussing on the topic collaboration in data, how cross-functional teams can drive innovation. Joining me for the session is Piyush, who's part of the marketing analytics and strategy team at Twilio, and Davey, who's an analytics manager at Foot Locker. Yeah, just a disclaimer before we get into, you know, the discussion. All thoughts and views spoken by any of the speakers or myself are only representative of each individual and not that of their organization. So yeah, now that we've gotten that out of the way, would you guys like to introduce yourself? Maybe Davy can start first. Um, uh, my name is Daily Vijay Bumar. I'm part of Pudloka uh, Asia Pacific team and I'm leading the data analytics uh, department for them. Um, yeah, it's been like a long seven years in Singapore and working towards the dynamics capabilities. Cool. Okay. Um, Piyush? I'm Piyush. I take care of uh, marketing strategy and analytics for Twilio. Um, been with Twilio for almost one and a half years. In my past life, I used to work in a consulting firm. So my entire like a decade-long experience has been mostly in consulting. I took a big leap of faith and moved into a product firm 18 months back. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. And I think um, most of you are sort of in the marketing department, right? So I think that's the reason why um, I feel like data and marketing is such an interesting um, space now. And because of that, you know, we've gotten you guys to discuss the topic about collaboration in data. So I guess the first question is, you know, why is collaboration important in the first place, right? So um, yeah, maybe Kish, you have any thoughts on that? Sure. Um, and if you think about the data landscape in the past decades, it's not only the data volume and the sources and the channels that have increased, but also just the roles and sheer number of people. Like back in 2010, there were hardly a bunch of people who could operate on data. Like I'm not talking about wasting like Excel-based data, but actually data, like a big data. Uh, I started my career as a business and then I got into a data scientist role. I did a little bit of machine learning, engineering, software product development strategy. I have played at least 10 different roles in my life. And we are seeing a lot more of that. So as, as things are evolving, we are seeing just the volume of people, the roles that are coming up into the system, uh, more functions getting integrated with data, using data, interfacing with data. All of this creates different skill sets, different priorities for different teams. Uh, and that mandates that these people have to work together. So I think if you think about like a prerequisite of innovation, I think one of the fundamental things is how we can get all of these different skill sets to come and work together. Uh, so that, that's been one of the things that I have seen to work very Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's, it's important skills to, to know, right? Um, do you, what, where would you like to add to it? Yeah. I agree to Piyush and uh, from my perspective, I've seen uh, a data team that works in silence and we never, we just develop products and try to penetrate into the business team. But when we try a collaborative effort where everyone uh, collaborate, uh, explore on ideas, uh, I see a lot of uh, opportunities coming in and a product became a huge success and we see a lot of penetration to the users, business team, and it didn't in, in a way, it also helps us to improve, understand the business, and use data to a high potential. 
uh, in past some of my roles I've seen we use a bare minimum of data we believe it's very important but when we do this collaboration we see like the the importance of data when business helps us to understand and when all of the team works together there's a lot of ideas innovation and final products belong to all the data products they see the importance of using it see we see at least a 50% increase in all of the use of this product and that is a huge success i'd say and that is coming to collaboration yeah the other thing i'm seeing is you know with all this remote first just how the organizational dynamics is changing globally a lot more teams are now tipping into data um the one big change that it is bringing is just how it's very important to collaborate not only on how to use their data but also to think about like you know a lot of like even in Twilio for example like when we set up the strategy for a reach like in the region what do we do which products do we sell which markets do we become very important that sales is looking to that discussion marketing is looking to that discussion product is looking to that discussion so this cross functional sort of strategy development happens at with data tech so that's another thing that's happening more especially with remote first it's also becoming a lot more challenging just to, just for teams to think about how to collaborate and do it yeah yeah and i think the the thing about remote and just that's one of the challenges right but in general collaboration can be challenging with different different teams not everyone is literate in data so how how do you guys do it how do you guys overcome this and what are some of the challenges that you know you you faced in collaboration yeah I think there are two themes of problem like and they will be free to add but one is very explicit and obvious like you know there are different teams obviously there will be different skill sets different priorities different ways to operate ways of working processes the way people document like the way i document my stuff versus how a product team would operate and document it's very different so these things are very obvious they create some of the challenges in collaboration but the other thing that i'm seeing a lot more with these newer workforce coming into the ground is some of these implicit behaviors for example you know i want ownership of a work right so if i'm collaborating with 10 different teams how do i measure what i have done how do i get credit for it these implicit behaviors and desires they're just actually difficult to control in a collaborative environment but i think the explicit ones are more much more easier and again like you said in the remote first environment like if i am talking to you in person it's very easy for me to understand your body language and change how i talk or hype how i collaborate but in remote first some of those dynamics also be already more challenging but these two things like the explicit ones are very off just people with different skill sets ways of working it's it's a challenge to work in you know. i agree to that and a part of things i notice is when we work with different people in different regions uh and when you do a collaboration is uh they can be conflicts sometimes uh, because you're working in a space where uh there should be a motive of what we are trying to do so uh in uh, photographer what we have seen is there's a lot of standups so what happens is every uh, what do you mean by standup is every department will uh nominate a person from each uh, team like marketing sales etc and they would come over and take the ownership of the part they are doing for the data project and each of weekly or bi-weekly they will share the the improvement or the progress of the the goal 
and there is KPIs associated with each of the team member of what they have to do. And once they come in and when you nominate the person within a team, you will see a lot of things, a lot of conflicts reduce a lot because the person understand what we are doing. And when a, when a group of people work, uh, it is important that we share the goal. And when the stand-ups happen, we will always make sure that we share the goal. And if there's a conflict, we make sure that it can be addressed. And sometimes there can be a lot of roadblocks that can be also uh, kind of measured in the stand-ups. And it helps a lot in terms of conflict. And uh, it also helps to prioritize. So everyone knows this is the timeline for this project and the, and you can share the ideas. You can uh, kind of elaborate if there's an issue. And that somehow helped to solve some of the virtual uh, issues and working together in the team. We make sure that we get the right person to lead that project from different departments. That's very important because if the person doesn't know what we are doing or there is a conflict, it always can lead to a lot of uh, timeline issues and the project can keep going on a long time. So getting the ideas clear, communication and getting the timeline clear, it's it's very important. And there should be a person from the data team that can manage and bridge between the teams and make sure that everything is in place. So I believe that kind of helps in some of the working. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I guess the stand-ups is a way at Footlocker for all of you to just sort of regroup and make sure everybody's aligned and just, you know, keep up every now and then. Okay, yeah, and interesting that you mentioned, you know, it's picking the right leader of the project. How, how are there any, like, characteristics in terms of that leader that you're picking on skills that, you know, says this person should be leading this project? How do you guys decide? Okay can start maybe uh, saying like uh, we believe certain functions uh, would be uh, belonging to, in a team would be more prioritized within a certain team members. So maybe there's a project need within a marketing team who will be more people person. Uh, so uh, why people person in the terms that a person would be able to communicate and make sure that they reach the right people on the right time and there shouldn't be any conflict of communication. So we find someone who can uh, elaborate the ideas and communicate it well. So, so that is finding the right person. And sometimes it depends on the project itself. Like it is belonging uh, to a certain domain. We find the person who is ex- who is an expertise on that area. So they, there's no conflict. And uh, even then, we also have to nominate. Like the team can nominate who can work on it. So there is a balance at work. So that the person is not sharing a lot of uh, projects at the same time. So usually we see that that works well. So nomination or seeing that the person belongs to that codos helps sometimes. Yeah, definitely. I think so. The two challenges I spoke about. I think there's this one which is more controllable. Things like priorities, skill sets, people. So you need someone who has a good project managerial foundation. So that's like one over. But what's happening now is, you know, like I said, the, the workforce mix is changing so much. The skill set mix is changing so much. Priorities, what personally I want to do is changing so much. And this is happening across multiple. So you also need someone, like Amy said, who understands people very well. Who can keep the vision of the project in mind, but also make sure that personally everyone's ambitions are met. Um, 
you can also channel and i think one of the very important things which is required especially in these like multifunctional collaborative set is somebody who can keep the company culture intact and that's a very difficult so you need someone who understands what the company's vision is not get muddled by what individual ambitions are so i think broadly these so i think project managerial definitely still expertise you should understand like baby said you have to understand what the project is all about plus the cultural element of which is making sure that everybody thinks along the same vision and i have talked okay okay and how does the data team sort of fit into this whole uh, equation you know because there's so many different teams working together and most of the time or at least some of the projects are very much centered around data right the data that is used so how how do they fit in like how do you guys help out i i can take a stab at it because it's along the same theme so again the intrinsic issues like will i get credit will i get ownership those are very difficult to solve but the more controllable ones like you know like marketing and sales are collaborating let's say a campaign to use in a new country they both have different ways of thinking ways of data becomes the grounding element so product and brand data becomes the ground so anecdotally the functions where we have seen friction in the past data is increasingly becoming the grounding part for example if i want to and i'll give you like real life examples but sales may have a very different picture of which markets should we penetrate more in marketing may have their own paradigm of well, this is what we should be doing but what data does is it creates a graph for you it tells you this is the baseline this is the best you can do this is the realistic you can do so it it gives you like a shape around which you can think so it provides a guardrail for both the teams and it it's very useful especially in things where you know every quarterly for example we at we we have to set targets for okay this is how much revenue or sales or profit we're going to make and you have to do that across multiples because when we talk about let's say profit there is marketing element there is sales there is product there is brand there are so many teams involved everybody has to contribute to that profit and data is what actually helps us understand this is where we are this is what each of the team could contribute so that's what i have seen happen more and more because previously i've seen some of the companies especially in my consulting career like there are firms which have all of these teams they all have even they open to the shared data service they have their own data science teams for example and they're all building their own stuff and the vocabulary differs so much and that historically creates confusion but uh, i think a lot of lot more teams are moving towards data as a shared service so that helps ground them target setting yeah, i agree and what i could say is i believe the data team brings the structure in all of this communication so when uh, so when all of this starts like the collaboration is when you are addressing a problem so there's a problem that happened and come to a collaborative effort to solve the problem so usually we could quantify it using the data and every team has the right to use the data so when data team comes in place is to enable that and make it more powerful so what i felt even in fullocker we do is uh, we come as a communication medium and they know that we we are able to measure it at the right time and with the guidance of the stees who work with us so like you mentioned it's bringing that structure in place and you know uh, each team brings their own expertise so we know where to uh, make it work and what to use to make it work and we brings that uh, measure measurement to all of this you know innovation 
So I think that is key for any of these projects uh, to happen and we kind of make sure that everything is at the at the way measured in a KPI form and we know it's a success. So one of the examples I can say is we could be deploying our app, which is because of some problem that we not, notice in a certain stores or certain retail uh, product issues. So when we work together in a collaboration, we know what we are receiving and, and data is at each stage helps to measure it. And with collaboration, we kind of see it is addressed by ability at the right place. And once it is success, uh, it's not even a full stop for these projects. We have to measure it ongoing. There could be a testing phase, there will be implementation phase, and that's where we will step up and see that it's a success or not. Uh, is the product really working or it's not working? If it's not working, we will know this collaborative team to come in action and make sure that it's working. Mm. So that's where, you know, the direction has to be clear. Otherwise, when you go to the collaboration without the data team, suppose we have a scenario like that, you know, it can be a big mess because, you know, everyone can bring each other, you know, product is there, but we are doing everything to make sure it's working, but no one knows why it's not working. And there can be a lot of direction that it goes, but we know where exactly is the problem and we let the team solve that problem. So data team helps in that communication, make sure that everyone knows what they're doing and we kind of make that bridge works and we kind of form the central part of this collaboration. So I think that's very pivotal for data team to be there. Yeah. And then collaboration, like how, why would I collaborate? I think the the very fundamental premise to this is if I trust you, I would collaborate. I think what data does is it, it just makes everything so objective. Like this is the truth. This is what it is. This is what we have done. This is what we can do. So it, especially in, like I said, I think the biggest barrier to innovation that I have seen personally is just people not trusting each other. And this was a lot more evident 10 years back. But what data is doing a lot more now, this is what we have done as sales. This is what came from marketing. This is what came from product. This is what came from sales. So just providing this credit sharing in a very objective fashion to different teams, it just allows people to trust each other a lot more. Like I know, like if I'm a part of sales and I know that, oh, I hit my target last quarter because of what marketing did or what product did, I'm going to collaborate with you a lot more. And that's not possible without data or only possible with data. Yeah. I think it again boils down to, you know, like data provides the structure and everyone can see the data. The data is just there. It's not, it, it, it does, it's not lying, right? So yeah. Okay. Very interesting way of, I've never really thought about it in that way before. So, um, yeah. And I think in terms of that, especially with, you know, working with different teams that we talked about communication and things like that. How do you improve this cross-functional collaboration? Because, you know, sometimes I'm not sure if it's happening with you guys, but sometimes I think certain teams might not understand the business or the organization as well. So how does, you know, how does that come into play? Does the marketing team help the data team to understand the business better? Or, you know, what are some of the the things that they can sort of bounce off each other, like the different teams. Yeah. How do you improve that? Uh, I can go first. Like, uh, what I have seen is, yes, of course, uh, sometimes uh, when you address a problem, you know, certain teams know what is happening and they share uh, the business knowledge and domain indeed. Uh, so what happened is I've seen recently or in many of my projects that the team gives us some of the 
clear initiatives like where you have to do what exactly exactly or how they have found a way to solve it mainly not very structural not very data way but they know a solution to it so actually uh, many of the projects i really believe that the data teams hold the data we know how to handle the data but the business knowledge is the key so we always have a collaboration with these teams to know the flow so it is always important for any of the data person be a engineer be a analyst be a architect to know what is the foundation of your business and know how the components work together otherwise you can never solve what you solve uh, the data never makes sense to you and you will never get the flow to correct such issues so that is always coming from the business uh, but to share sometimes i've seen a law from business when they want to share it uh, many tips may be offered to share it see it's a collaboration effort and they'll kind of help us but some cases i've seen they don't like to share it it may be because uh, they feel like we are kind of taking something away from them like auto taking that part and automating so they might not have enough uh, items in their plate in their plate or things like that or sometimes uh, they just don't feel like sharing it so that is some some things i've seen uh, in some of my previous work where there is a block in there but i believe when you educate and you kind of do certain way of approaching them then we have to break that barrier and kind of make sure that we get the information out of there and it is never to stop anything but just to improve the process overall so they could work on better things rather than doing something quite manual or maybe that is something easily data solution but no one is doing it so it kind of helps but we have to break this kind of barriers and make sure that we get the trust and let them know that we are not taking away anything from the business but it's more of helping them so that kind of communication and trust and that link is something very key to establish when you work with the business and get the information share yeah sounds a bit similar to the implicit thing that um, PHR was talking about that's all the best practices I have seen in how data teams have helped improve collaboration just more trust in the system so I think this is people process plant con company people is basically sort of what Devi was saying but we are seeing a lot more emergence of these roles called analytics translators these may not be people who are completely in data or completely in business but they are the orchestrators they, they act as a bridge between data and businesses and they are take of them like shared so what they basically do is they they provide this sort of simplification as a service to businesses like if like as a sales leader i may not understand what's in the data what the analytics translator would help bridge that gap this is one of the roles where a lot more companies especially the ones which have where the center of excellence is built like large shared services operators they have these roles uh, even in companies where we don't have these roles a lot more people are focusing on communication and not just data like hard core data is so that one part which the data teams are doing the process part again it's very straightforward but how do you document better how do you communicate better and it's also linked to the platform the third part which i mentioned because now there are platforms which allow you to create a singular way of, way of working in the communication like you know like we use asana or jira or trello to do project management 
the data teams can enforce a lot more of that. Just because they have access to all these functions, it becomes a lot more easier for data teams to provide that platform access. One of the, again, looping back into the last part that David said, one of the biggest challenges with data, which I think remains unsolved to a very big extent even today, is just how you interpret data. Uh, with more people coming into the into play now, who are actually interfacing with data, we are seeing some marketing as its own data science option. For example, sales will have its own function. And what's happening because of that is there is a little bit of duplication that's happening in how people use that data. Either it could be to create models or create features or just create some presentations or dashboards. But you, you, we are starting to see a lot more replication. A same metric may be interpreted in a very different way by marketing versus sales versus. That still remains a ch challenge, but I think there are a lot more platforms coming into the ecosystem now, which provide sort of these, like technically like metadata anomalies. Like they tell you, okay, this feature is to be interpreted in this way across all the functions. But that is one part that still remains unsolved in my opinion. So it's also important to have the right tools. Oh, definitely, definitely. Especially with things going remote. Like, how do I discuss something with you? How do we discuss that? Especially when we have 20 people from four different teams working together. The platforms have to come into play. Okay. Yeah. That's right. And I think, you know, you mentioned about the analytics translators and also about the marketing team having their own data science department within that sort of a privilege to me you know like when it comes to bigger organizations that's what i feel but what about when it comes to smaller teams you know like how would you think that sort of like collaboration can happen instead of you know collaboration in a smaller teams yeah like because you know like having an analytics translator having the the data science team within the marketing team not all companies have that sort of um, resources to have a dedicated data team within, you know, and have people in between. But what about for smaller sort of companies like maybe, you know, they, it seems like you have to wear more hats, right, and be able to do it themselves rather than have someone to depend on. So, um, any advice there on how those people can who may be struggling with it? Yeah, sir. It's a good question. So I started my career with this company called New Sigma. Uh, it's an analytics firm. It was the first of its generation. Uh, we're a very small team. I, was, I think I was a hundredth employee there. And uh, we didn't have the privilege, like you said, of analytics translator. But we had to work with large Fortune 100, 500 companies. The one thing which I have seen companies do right is when they do the hiring. Um, you know, it's very easy to, and especially for companies that are a lot, that have a lot more business facing stakeholders, it's very easy for someone to go and hire someone who's very strong technically, but can't speak business at all. Uh, a very easy way to fix the problem of not having the privilege to get an analytics staff later is to get someone who can understand business. Because, you know, in the end, all the work that the data teams do, they all have to dive back to a top or a bottom line KPI. Like it has to start with the why. Like why am I doing this and then trickle down to the core. So hiring is one aspect where we can just make sure that I'm not saying that hire someone who knows 
who is a data scientist and a data engineer and 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 I'm not saying that I'm just suggesting that get someone who can who understands business a little bit start with search of the why and then goes down to what needs to be built that's a very quick fix that I've seen a lot more startups especially with the early stage series A focus a lot more on because they don't have the budget or the resources to hire and so so they focus on hiring people who can evolve into a lot more business facing roles we completely do that hiring uh, seen cases where they kind of have a central team because when small companies they start small uh, they don't get a share uh, a resource that could be floating uh, between the teams uh, but uh, the part of that is when the data team is a central pool of resources there could be a lot of conflicts like which project to start with where do you focus and we need to give attention to everyone but we could be starting small somewhere in, in such a setup and we measure what projects we are doing see the success factor and prioritize there so you know this project is a five priority let's do it and this pro- this team itself has to have a direction that they shouldn't belong to any team but belongs to the the key uh, head of departments or the the main team so that you know it's not having any conflicts or any any change of direction and that kind of setup i feel works and we could this team could start small uh and get on certain projects and then bring a full idea of work so that's a part of things i feel is place where small companies work where the data being it may not be the projects that they start with they first look at the data pool of data that they have how data make sure the company is and the team even though they may be small have to like you mentioned have to have the right set of people who can collaborate with the teams and they could get the information ready like the data need to be understood and they know what is the maturity of data does it need any data transformation or digital transformation and they should be able to drive it and one another another thing i noticed is in in some of the companies that work we also train the business team you know uh, because that's a very uh, essential uh, privilege that we have because you know the team is quite uh, powerful and they know everything and they can be shared like slightly trained in data so they could work as a bridge for this kind of projects and the data team even if they are technical uh, we could use the team to collaborate well with this trained resources so that's a key uh, way of working in such setups where you have a small team yeah so that kind of helps and you know i said not i'm regretting saying analytics task with but of course it's a privilege but i think 80 to 90 percent of empowerment the data teams do it's very one-on-one stuff it's how do we document things how do we have right communication channel it's also very concerned how do we make sure that there is transparency in the team across teams how can i as a manager for example provide an environment where there is more vulnerability for people to ask questions to because one of the biggest barriers to data teams in popping businesses is people just don't know what questions to ask and like what they said a lot more training can be done starting from the data teams towards the businesses to tell them okay this is how we think about these set of problems these are the questions which you may ask so that training and enablement is also very core component of how data teams are but 80 90% of the environment is very basic just and you will be surprised like 
and again don't quote me on the numbers but i think almost three fourth of the companies still struggle with documenting stuff like there are tons of people they're building these models and dashboards and they're just focusing on getting stuff out to the stakeholders into the market and they miss out on the documentation and two years later they may go join another company a new person comes in that person doesn't know how do i talk to the business the documentation becomes a very key i think i'm talking about very simple things but these things are founded this is the only way like very small companies have to start focusing from day one like if i'm building a startup i have to make sure that if i have even one guy who is managing data today that person knows that he, he or she has to document he or she has to communicate he or she has to feel comfortable enough to talk to businesses ask questions yeah okay and i think because both of you are you know you you experience you've been in the in the industry for a while right and i'm pretty sure you guys are in the positions that you're in because you're very good at understanding the business needs so how what's your advice you know for people maybe who are a bit newer data analysts or anything like that how do they know about the like how do you gain that knowledge because i think that's one of the big struggles now in terms of uh, when it comes to hiring the right people because some of them you know this is something that you mentioned needs to be taught right so how do you learn how do you teach yeah maybe i can say like uh, what i experience is uh, you need to break the barrier talk to people in kr so uh, for me when uh, when i train the team it's first getting to be deployed in each departments maybe in two days or three days but they go in they talk to them they create a friendship of or kind of a communication there so that you know they know that we we are here we are here to help and we also understand and learn from there so that is key for any of the resources uh even to be understanding the full full company it may be not practical if it's a very big company that you have a lot of departments to go by each but you should at least know the essential persons who is key for the company and you need to have a communication with all of them uh maybe it's a casual catcher but you know the team the data team can catch up with them casually understand what they're doing what problems they're solving and so this resources get exposure like you know and sometimes we learn a lot from this business teams like how they been with how they manage it and it gets easy easier for us to translate that into a data solution so that's how most of the projects sometimes originate so it's key for this resource to get to know the departments and the team and it is i would say it's essential for everyone it, it shouldn't be like agenda but you just go out meet them or talk to them virtually or whatever is available that you get to know who is leading what and what is happening in each team that is quite key to for communication so when that happens everything gets easier i would say and you feel like belong to the company otherwise you work as a data team in silos and you just develop a lot of things and you doesn't know how to work or make it easy by the business team so this kind of helps a lot so communication is very key yeah yeah and i think from what a company can do to support the new employees i think having a good onboarding plan is definitely like one of the easiest ways to get things and what they be said i think a lot more companies like even at Twilio, our onboarding plan it's typically a 60 to 90 day plan but it's not only in the gym the skill sets that required for someone to be successful in their job but also 
with building this rapport with the teams and especially for teams like you know where both of us sit like marketing centric teams we have to work with and it's not only marketing but we have to work with so many functions and everything that we do has so much interdependencies with other teams like i can't build something in marketing without aligning with someone in sales which means that i need to build that rapport with someone in sales so how do i identify who is the right point of contact how do we know what is the right set of discussions to have? because in the end and this is true for anyone who works in any part of the data landscape but you are only as successful as your stakeholder like if you're making someone in say hit their targets you're doing a good job like if you ask me what is my kpi as a data team i don't have a business kpi to be honest but my kpis are what my stakeholders kpi so as long as i have built that rap i can feel them that they are getting support from me that's that's what companies can do i think for and i had this challenge especially when i started like you're seeing so many roles created there's so much confusion around okay do i get into a data science domain or a data analytics or a data you know there's so much overlap between these roles but still they have been carved out so differently in the system i think just getting out talking to people that definitely helps uh, finding out someone who can be a good mentor uh, it did not necessarily be in the company but that is sort of step one for anyone who is coming into the industry now like just having someone who can guide you on who has the experiential learning because you know you read all these blogs and surely can only teach you like 20% i'm not saying that's not to be done but apart from that some of these experiential learnings will come from some like you need a mentor in the nurse okay true and i think speaking about this like finding a mentor making sure you're having that right communication remote work is such a big thing now and both of you i sort of working with very like international teams right so how how do you do because earlier on you mentioned about body language meeting the person um how how are, how are both of you facing this challenge or i'm not sure if it's a challenge really it's something very easy for both of you but um yeah how how does it work yeah i can say uh, uh i think it started uh, in international space of course we get to have virtual communication and even with covid it became more like a easier way of communication even within a team who was in the same location uh but uh in the initial stage i felt it kind of uh make me think twice before i set up a meeting but and to plan everything ahead when you're virtually communicating but at the same time if you're in a location you could be doing the same thing in few minutes but this may take hours just to plan and get the person's schedule and do it right uh that is something i felt like a challenge in the start but currently i feel uh we need to get like go for that and this make sure that you get to a space uh, you need to uh and un- understand the the way to talk to the team and get more people you optimize the meetings so that you get more people in the call and do it virtually and make this very planned like you need you know to be having hours of meeting but have a short call you know what it is clear it and keep a plan when to catch up again so i felt that happening and especially when you talk to team in europe or us i feel like uh, there is a lot we could do virtually like so so that is a way that makes communication currently very easier so you know it's like uh, you you are easily reachable and you can talk uh, things that to this medium but sometimes 
can still feel the difference when you do physical meetings and this one. Yeah, but I, I just feel it still works, the virtual meetings. But some things uh, works easier when you're meeting in person, I would say. Uh, but especially for technical roles or data roles, I feel it still uh, kind of works, virtual meetings. But it may not be a challenge, but you need to work around of what you're doing and how you want to do it. So it needs to be planned a little more better than you're doing it physical in physical meetings. So that planning makes it all better, I felt. Yeah. So that's one thing I guess if you need. You obviously miss the touch and feel of being mm-hmm. in office. Like until 29, I was in office meeting people. It's just so easy to align and forward. Like when you have people in there. Initially, I think there was a lot of which like everybody was struggling with how do we work together but I think now and this goes back to the point we discussed about how can we improve collaboration so we spoke about people process platform I think the process and platform part is where it becomes a lot more easier now, like if I have to if I need to discuss something with my counterpart in US do I need to have a call to get stuff done definitely not do I need to talk to the counterpart in US just to build a relationship definitely yes but I think from a, if you just think about what does business need to move forward in this remote setup? I think the right process and platform, that's what they come into play. Like Shopify, it's a company I respect so much. Tremendously, fantastic product, tremendous growth, such good culture people. And they decided to just kill all the meetings. I'm not sure what's the current status, but a couple of months back, they just said that we won't have any meetings. So if a company as big as Shopify can take up all that, we can still get stuff done by not having these virtual or in-person meetings, and anybody can. And I think a lot more companies are becoming comfortable. Like if you ask me, 2020, like, how is it going for you? It would have sucked tremendously for It's so much better. It's all because of just how companies are evolving their processes. Yeah. Um, I think if we spoke about like remote work and how to collaborate, we can go on forever. Yeah. So uh, I think that's about, unfortunately, that's about all the time we have for today. So um, thank you so much to both of you for joining um, us today and for your for providing all this knowledge and insight. I'm pretty sure it'll be great for our listeners to hear. Yeah, so I hope everyone had a good time listening and discussing on this podcast based on collaboration in data. And thank you to our lovely audience as well for listening to us. So we hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you all next time when we discuss another hot topic on the exchange by evolution.